0: Hello, and welcome to professional disaster. That's right, my man. I'm Matt Norman.
1: Oh, you got me to laugh first that time. My name is
0: Will Hebner. Oh, man. This is the podcast where hopefully we're not blowing the levels too bad right away. Sorry about that, folks. But you know what else we do besides giving people an earful, so to speak? I don't know. This is my first time here. <laughs> so glad to have you with us, Will. Um, <laughs> this is the podcast where you and I talk about different topics, and sometimes we dig into some fun issues. Um, I I really love the term digging in, because you know. I feel like that's, that's you know, you don't always kind of know where you're going with things. You just know that it's kind of trying to get into stuff mm. a little bit more and, and hopefully find something interesting. Um, like, gold? Probably not.
1: But, you know, maybe. Like, like a cow chews cud. Yeah. Exactly like that. What is that word, cud? What a weird word. Does that mean anything else?
0: I Yeah, I don't think so.
1: A a farmer had to have
0: invented that word, cud. What a cool sounding word, though. I mean, not cool, but like unique, unique sounding word. How
1: do you spell cud? C-H-U-D?
0: I think it's just C-U-D. Just C-U-D? I think. Cud. Can't say I use it enough to... I don't write that one up too much, so I could be wrong about spelling that.
1: That's my cousins. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's well, a great way to start the podcast? Um, I,
0: I feel really good about it so far. Yeah, man.
1: So basically, since this is my first time, um, I'm I'm feeling like I want to get more involved. And is there any way to do that?
0: You know what? It's so glad. I'm so glad you're here. So glad you asked because yes. Did you know we have an email address where you can email us questions or what? feedback or anything like that? Um, the email address that you can send us some your queries or uh, or feedback or anything like that. What's, on. what's
1: a query? A query
0: is, uh, I guess, also uh, in, the, the in query. The the dumb way of saying it is a question.
1: What a, is there? Is there also a such thing as an out query? I don't think so. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots to think about. Yeah, If you'd like to think with us, yeah. profdisaster2023 at gmail.com.
0: That's profdisaster2023 at gmail.com.
1: It's like a weird dream. Some of this stuff is coming right
0: back to me. <laughs> you know what? It's <laughs> weird because it's your first time, but it's like you, you kind of slipped into a rhythm there. It's, like, it's intuitive in a way. Um, yeah. It's innate. To you, maybe maybe you're just super talented. Though. I right.
1: just I just feel like I have this desire for people to send me questions, uh, for people to send me feedback, or for people to respond, maybe about what we're going to talk about today.
0: Yeah, that might just mean that you're a needy person. Mm. But um, no, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, the expression that went over Will's face there for a second was like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs>
1: Whatever, man. I'm not needy.
0: I just need this. No, we're we're feeling a little punchy today in a good way. I mean, we're we're just joking around, having a good time. Yeah, it's uh it's a good. It's a good cold day uh, as we're recording in the Midwest. Literally.
1: Yeah. Literally cold. Yes. But we're not cuz we're no, toasty warm. We're feeling warm and fuzzy inside. That's right. Well, we're going to get us started today with something we've never done
0: before. I love this. We're we're doing new things. I'm going to quote it. Do you know it? I love that. I love it so much. <laughs> that
1: just came from the depths of somewhere. Oh, man. You popped me on that one. I'm,
0: here, I'm loving it. Go here, ahead. here we go. Sorry.
1: I'm going to read Matt a couple of quotes, two to be exact. Okay. And I'm going to ask him if he knows who the quote is from. Okay.
0: So is it two different quotes, two different people? Or two
1: different quotes.
0: Same person. I or, don't know. Or, okay. It could right, be. You can't. Okay. It may okay, not be. All right, right? That's part of the part of way the game. To, okay, way
1: to, to ruin it. the game. It hadn't even started.
0: <laughs> this is our first time doing the game. We gotta gotta understand the rules. Go, I go lay down, there
1: are no rules. Okay. <laughs> this is a disaster. <laughs> it's intentional. Uh yeah, so basically here we go. Okay. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. I'll read that again yeah, for those for, for those of you at home, and for Matt. Yeah, <laughs> our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. Hmm. You got to put on your thinking cap.
0: Well, I don't know it, so that's Ooh, <laughs> that's nice. that's part of the trick. Yeah, um,
1: take a shot in
0: the dark. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think like you know just based off of what the. Kind of similar what the the quote is sort of suggesting or stressing, you know. Do you
1: do you want a hint? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sounds good. This this is uh, undoubtedly going to give it away. Okay, great. <laughs> Even better. First of all, if you at home, if you know it without looking up, you should email us and yeah. let us know that you pause know it. the podcast now. Yeah, pause and it, it now. Email, email it. us. Say, hey, I know that quote.
0: Take a screen grab of the podcast at this minute mark. Yeah. So that Otherwise, you can, yeah, we won't believe you because we'll
1: just think you. that you listened to the answer. Especially if you are related to us. Yes. We know you.
0: you're a bunch of cheaters. We know it. We love you, but you're a bunch of cheaters. We know it.
1: All right. Here's 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 the hint. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to think of one that's not gonna just blatantly <laughs> give it away, but it's gonna be really hard. It's like the person's um, name rhymes with <laughs> This this person is got a special day coming up soon. <laughs>
0: so it's either it's either a president or a certain civil rights leader is what i'm is what i'm gathering there all right Uh, i'm gonna say it's martin luther king hey um,
1: it is mlk jr and i i picked this quote specifically because yesterday was the day that we celebrate martin luther king jr he's also the reason you didn't get any mail today (laughs) uh but we're it's it's worth it man what what an awesome guy what an awesome life yeah um uh, but let's let's keep going. Yeah, you ready for quote number two? I think I'm ready. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. I'll wow. do that. I'll do that one more time.
0: I have heard this quote, but I'm um, okay.
1: To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing.
0: Is it also Martin Luther King? Hey!
1: <laughs> so the reason I picked both MLK quotes is not only because yesterday was MLK Day, awesome, but I thought that these two quotes show something really beautiful. Uh, a guy who had a heart for God and he had a heart for for civil justice, civil rights, whatever you know, wh- whatever term you want to put there. Mm-hmm. So I thought one quote had to that, that really kind of summed up what he believed about not just sitting by and, and not, you know, advocating for the change that needed to happen. But at the same time, he was a pastor. He was an incredible preacher, an incredible author, a brilliant man, and, and deeply cared more than anything about his relationship with God. And I, I get frustrated. I think sometimes because that side of Martin Luther King is not always expressed in the, in the public because it's, Maybe it is going to offend somebody or whatnot, but but he was a very religious, very brilliant, um, cared deeply about his relationship yeah. with God, and this this quote eloquently states that.
0: Um, so so glad that you kind of mentioned some of those things too, because MLK, uh, when I was teaching. English Composition 1, there was, I would always have my students read a portion of Martin Luther King's letter from Birmingham jail, where Mm. he's, you know, in jail, because he's been leading some um, protests uh, in Birmingham. And what happens is that he kind of hopes that the uh clergy in birmingham will kind of come to his defense because he's been kind of unjustly um yeah. uh prison imprisoned um uh, there and uh, and they don't they actually condemn him and so he kind of writes this this massive letter to kind of talking about how you know how what he's doing aligns with the principles of christ and you know kind of like you know it's this powerful like you know argument and that's how i position it to my my students because that's the purpose of the, the class is learning how to write those types of things but but man i also get so nerdy talking with them and talking with anybody just about how like he cites all these references from the bible mm. and he's using it in this really you know evidence-based kind of like argument about it's it's just really cool amazing writer amazing communicator um about just putting these things together and and being obviously so so important and memorable and 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 like you said you can kind of understand him on a lot of different levels uh, yeah it's cool
1: and i would challenge you out there if if your knowledge of mlk jr is simply the i have a dream speech man dig deeper because he's got a lot of incredible content
0: yes 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 Uh, i 100 percent agree we can yeah. We can nerd out over some of yeah. those. Some yeah. of those other pieces are really interesting for sure.
1: righty, I think it's time to move on to the icebreaker question, Matt. What do you got for us today?
0: Yeah, okay. So, as you're listening to this, uh we uh you know, as we're recording, it's about to become the uh the NFL uh playoffs are about to start, mm. and as you're listening to it, uh, the first round will have uh finished and um Somebody's team is going to be eliminated. I'm not saying whose team is going to be eliminated, but here's my question. My team
1: didn't make the playoffs, if that makes you feel better.
0: (laughs) What what do you consider your team to be?
1: I would, the Broncos.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: I just don't really care. But that's fair. If if they got good all of a sudden, I
0: would. You'd be all in. I'd return. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) But they've been bad for, you know, for a while now. Okay. So my question for you is kind of in a more general sense, you know, it's kind of a different. It's a different type of NFL season yeah. than it has been. Are you looking forward to the playoffs, and do you have any predictions about it? it doesn't have to be like a full Super Bowl prediction, but just – I'm not going to force you to pick a score or anything like that, but just
1: – You know, this year's really interesting because I feel like the the narrative is that uh, San Francisco and Baltimore are going to be the two teams that make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that there's not really – like it's theirs to lose, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just get a feeling that neither of them are going to be there.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh,
1: I think San Francisco has a, a better chance to be there because I don't think that there's a ton of awesome competition in the NFC. But I I don't know. I, I think that Baltimore is going to have to potentially play a, a couple teams that if they're not careful, mm-hmm. they, could get, they could get the boot. At the same time, I'm not convinced – I I gotta see Lamar Jackson do something in a postseason before I put a ton of faith in him. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm not saying that just because um, Tara's gonna be mad at me, but
0: yeah, no. But it is a nice side bonus uh, benefit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I I
1: you know it's it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast a couple of days ago and they were talking about how how mad they were that this Kansas City Dolphins game is gonna be only streaming on Peacock. On Peacock, yeah. And you have to get the subscription to watch the game. And, I, dude, I, I am kind of over this, like, pay-to-see-certain-stuff kind of thing that we're moving into now. Yeah. Because it, it's just kind of... And, and if your whole premise is, you know, to get the free subscription and then we hope that we, like, you forget to cancel and we yeah. charge... There's just, like, a lot of, like, I don't know... I, I'm trying to think of the right word, but just it just seems dirty, yeah, like right, right, underhanded right. way to try to find and make more money off of people, especially in a time where people like, I just feel like playoff and championship stuff should just be free for everybody to watch. I mean, good lord, you're making enough off commercials, just let people enjoy <laughs> the stinking stuff. But
0: it's one of the most, I mean, it NFL football games are the top 95 out of the top 100 um what most watched uh programs uh of a given year like that's been the case like you know the last i don't know like 30 years basically so it is kind of wild and that's part of why i wanted to ask the question because you know there's even even if you're not a football fan there's just kind of some interesting stuff happening um you know if you look at it kind of at a a football level that this I agree with you the playoffs feel a lot more open than they than they have in previous years to me there's not necessarily a front runner the same way that there has been Um, you know when the Chiefs the the Kansas City Chiefs have been so good over the last like five years or the Patriots obviously for the the two decades before that you know. Um, it just felt like ah, we're just waiting to see if they if they screw up or if uh, or if they're gonna go ahead and win again um it's uh it, it just feels a little bit more open which is kind of exciting do you think part see. of that
1: is just a lot of the coaching changes that are coming yeah. as far especially because like I mean Bill Belichick not being in in New England Nick Saban retiring even though he's not necessarily professional it just seems like there's a lot of change yes. A lot of younger coaches coming up, a lot of older coaches getting pushed to the side. And it's almost kind of exciting to see who's going to break through and, and be that next big you know, coach that, that takes his team on a run.
0: I thought about that, too, because um, sports are just kind of in an interesting spot. Um, and you mentioned it very well about like part of that is about how we watch them you know, cause it used to be pretty, pretty basic. You could, you could tune into, you know, pretty much any network and they would be on and now some of them are on cable and now some of them are going to streaming and, and it does just kind of change the experience now. And I'm, I'm kind of curious about that because sports are just such a communal community building type of, of thing. What's that? What does that mean? Uh, the way that players in college now are, have a lot more options They get, you know, they receive compensation to some degree and, I think a lot of the the kind of commentary or, or theory is that that's part of what Nick Saban was kind of like. Eh, I'm, I'm not. I'm done. With I'm, this. I'm kind of. Yeah. I'm ready to just kind of wrap it up. This is a little too much to kind of deal with at this stage of my life. Which totally fair to him to do that. I'm sure he could do well if he wanted to but it's hard
1: to believe he's 72
0: yeah exactly exactly he's looking good for 72. i know i thought the same thing about pete carroll too who, who uh yeah. is moving on from seattle kind I, you of. know i kind
1: of i kind of feel bad I, I mean maybe you know more than i do but i just feel like the, pete carroll's whole deal has kind of been overshadowed by yeah. Sabin and bilichick and it's like kind of he's just kind of well he's done too i
0: guess <laughs> carroll's an interesting guy because he had success in both areas yeah. you know uh I, and very few yeah been able to do that exactly it's it's kind of you know he's right up there with them but but people don't think of him the same way because he just didn't have the the i guess the full number of championships that that either of those other guys did but yeah it's just an interesting time in sports especially in football um and football you know is obviously ever present in in our culture and society so it's an interesting thing i i'm I don't know. We'll, we'll come back and revisit this maybe in a couple of weeks or whatever. I'm inclined to think that as, as I don't know, boring as it's going to be, I think it'll probably end up being the San Francisco 49ers and, and Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens yeah. um, as the uh, as the Super Bowl matchup, as kind of a rematch from about 10 years ago, too. Um as long as it's not Dallas, I'm very happy. I, I don't have a lot of hope for the Eagles. Of course, they they might be out. Um, as we as you're hearing this on yeah. Tuesday, <laughs> I I kind of strongly suspect they will be because they've been yeah. awful the last uh, two months. But there's just something you know, going on there, man. Yeah, and that's that's always an interesting thing too. Sports is so much now about you know kind of like what's going on with the people almost kind of behind the scenes it's pretty fascinating stuff and maybe maybe it shouldn't be but it's it's kind of hard to deny that it is
1: who's dating who who's yeah. showing up to the
0: games yeah is there animosity between the coaches and the yeah. players and all of that kind of different stuff you know going on there um you know i i, I text with my brother a lot about that stuff and we <laughs> the eagles have terrible a terrible coaching staff in my opinion and all of the their their offensive coordinator keeps getting offers to uh, to go to interviews and stuff, and we're just like sending each other texts going like, "What is going on? Take it, the job. It's Take like, the yeah. job. It's like, do we? Can we help? Can we? Yeah. We'll, we'll pay a salary. You know, every Eagles fan will chip in ten bucks to uh, to give this guy a salary <laughs> for the next year. Anyway, uh, it's That's it's a awesome. fun thing. Yeah, football's cool, <laughs> but also painful.
1: Yeah, and heartbreaking. Being being a fan in general of anything can be both joyous and heartbreaking.
0: Fandom is an interesting topic. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that someday, I bet. But well, not today.
1: But not today. Moving on to the disaster at hand.
0: Oh man, no! We got to do it. That's my. That's my uh, little uh, sound you drop for like, that. You
1: sounded like old Matt. <laughs> <Yeah. wasn't
0: it? laughs> old oh man, no! Old Matt, no!
1: Old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you setting this one up, or am I? Um.
0: I will set this one up. Oh,
1: there we go. Normally we talk about these things, folks,
0: but we didn't this time, so that's all right. Our disaster at hand. Sorry, let me try that again. Our disaster at hand. A disaster. A disaster at <laughs> hand is, uh, is is one that I think we've both been feeling maybe a little bit over the last couple of weeks just because, you know, it's a, it's an interesting thing to to think about. We all have kind of this push and pull about this. Um, and it's we're going to talk about people pleasing here today what's that man people pleasing it's that idea about like you know someone comes to you with something someone has a question for you someone needs you to do something you feel compelled to do it and there are a lot of a lot of positives to that but there are also some some negatives we're gonna we're gonna talk about that so I guess my question to kind of get it started here will is kind of as far as being a people pleaser goes, is that something that you find yourself struggling with? Is it you know something that is you know well, certainly, I think we both know people in our lives where we're like, yeah, no, they're obvious people pleasers um and and we yeah. see things that they kind of go through and we're like, oh man, no, uh but what's your experience with people pleasing? I think that
1: it's easy to You know, when I think about people pleasers, obviously there are certain people that come to my mind, not necessarily like like not not in the sense of like just trying to call people out, but just, you know, people that you see day to day doing certain things, acting certain ways. So not necessarily like
0: specific people, but the act of people pleasing is pretty easy to to pick out. Oh, and um, let me just jump in real quick too. Yeah. one thing that we're going to talk about more, I'm sure, is as we get into is that this is not something that is inherently good or bad. I yeah, think yeah, either. Yeah. It's something that, you know, just like a lot of things we talk about, you can err one way or the other, too. So. Yeah.
1: And, well, and I think what I was trying to say, too, is that, like, if we're honest, we we all struggle with this, mm-hmm. whether or not you struggle with it more than somebody else does, it doesn't really matter. And I think it's, it's awesome what you said. It's not necessarily a good or bad thing. I, I think it's something that we have to figure out. The The thing that I kind of came to is that there are kind of two main things in my mind that, that cause this. And, and usually after I say that you, when you, it's your turn to talk, you always add something else. I'm like, oh yeah, so maybe there's like three or four things. <laughs> but the the two things that came to my mind is one, I I think all of us have a desire to be liked, yeah, to to be loved, and so it it makes us feel different mm-hmm. if if there's tension somewhere, we feel like somebody's upset with us, or if we feel like there's something that we can do to avoid somebody being upset with us, then I would rather do that Mm -hmm. than have the awkward conversation, which leads me to the second part, which I think is that there are a lot of us that simply detest conflict. And so Mm -hmm. if there's anything that I can do to avoid conflict, uh, that's what I'm going to do because I I don't want to have to, (laughs) I don't have to deal with this. I think for me personally, that my struggle with people pleasing is trying to determine which hills I want to die on. Yeah. So which, you know, when something's presented to me, regardless of whatever the situation is, is, is this something that I'm happy to go the extra mile and and do something for somebody? Uh, is it something that, and you know, funny enough, I, I thought about the, the podcast from last week. And I think a lot of it comes back to boundaries too. Yeah. You know, we talked about maybe potentially needing, creating, you know, boundaries with, with your parents uh, as you get older and, and, and transition into adulthood. And I, I think that th- this is the same thing here. Like where, where in my life do, do I need to, to place boundaries? And if I yeah. don't place those boundaries, what's going to happen? Cause I, I, I think this is the big danger and where, this starts to become a bad thing is that when we allow people pleasing to come at the cost of our own soul, yeah, or the cost yeah. of our own health, the cost of our own sanity, because making sure that everybody else is happy is more important than making sure that we are. And to me, it comes back to something else that we've talked, you know, about on the pod before. It's like what what is happiness?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And is that something that you actually want to chase? I mean, I mean, this is a complex kind of interwoven thing, but it, it comes it comes back to, you know, who who are you making happy and, and what what for?
0: That's a perfect way to say it, because I think that in some situations, people pleasing comes from a very good place. Right. You know, in some ways you can you can kind of get it. Twist it around a little bit and think that oh pleasing people is what I'm supposed to do you know like that that's that service that's you know kindness that's how we show love to each other you can kind of get it twisted in your head a little bit and say like oh no I mean like I'm doing this because I want to um, do like Jesus did and you know like wash his servants feet and all of that kind of stuff and so I want to I want to do that too um, I want to be I want to be yeah. less than and and you know other people you know elevate other people or something the problem is, is like what you said is that how how it can, you know, when you if you do that the wrong way, or if you do it too much, you lose yourself. You know, it's yeah. bad for you mentally, it's bad for you I mean, all kinds of things, emotionally and physically as well, right? Because you just you just wear down, right? We have to, you know, you prioritize uh, other people over yourself too much, and then there's none of yourself left. I think there's uh
1: Yeah. It's and just and, easy to and do. or you What's even worse, in some degree, is you you compromise who you are.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And so, you know, I I don't want these people to feel uncomfortable or unhappy. So, I'm gonna go ahead and do this and be a part of this, even though I don't really want to. Or I'm I, I think you can get sucked into gossip pretty yeah. easily yeah. because I'm uncomfortable with this, but I don't want to be the one that speaks up and says, "Guys, this is not this this is not kind." What yeah. what we're doing here.
0: Yeah, that that's a really good point too. Because I think if we kind of like put our our thoughts on it together, you can see how like it can it can always start from a very it can always start from a good place. Doesn't mean it always does, yeah. but it's like <laughs> you know like you, you want to help out, you want to serve, you want to do these things, and then at a certain point, you just realize, man, I'm getting kind of maybe a little bit burnout. And then it should, and then maybe at that point, it shifts more into like, okay, I'm doing this just because I want to, you know, avoid confrontation, or I I just am not, you know, I don't want to say no and be. Seen as like you know a bad guy or something like that. so then it becomes this really begrudging thing and then a lot of these other kind of more negative behaviors start to slip out where you know you're you're you know complaining more you're bad mouthing other people more passive aggressive passive aggressive is a, a perfect example right and, and you know, I think that that, 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 kind that kind of sarcasm or whatever and that it, comes out it roots
1: from bitterness
0: yes yeah you
1: know because it you know you're like I, I'm gonna people please but at some level you you feel like you're being betrayed walked on yeah. used abused yeah and and you feel truly uh, you, uh, yeah. you can only you can only take that for so long
0: yeah yeah there's there's just so many things that can um sour it quickly and then and then at that point you know you're it's a it's a totally negative experience you know yeah um yeah i that's I, tough <laughs>
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean it really is i i hoping that this question will transition us a little bit into kind of breaking some of this down. But my question is if it all comes back to really trying to man, discover or identify which Hills you do and do not want to die on. Yeah, sure. How how do you, how do you figure that out? How, how do you wade through um, contemplating? no, I need to stand is, my grand. This I, isn't good for yeah, me or whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think that, that 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 is the question, right? Because I will say that I have a lot of people pleasing tendencies within me. And so there's there that is a tough thing to navigate is like, okay, which ones what do you say yes to and what do you say hey, no to? Can
1: me? I can I borrow five hundred dollars?
0: yeah sure sure. it's like i've got it you should have said no man (laughs)
1: you're just saying that because you want me to be happy but what if he's not my friend anymore but i'm not gonna i'm not i'm not giving it back though i'm I'm borrowing so it's it's less of a borrowing and
0: more about just uh i'm just taking five hundred dollars from you yeah Yeah. no it's a one hundred percent that's a that is kind of like a really illustrative example, right? Because yeah. there are certain things where I think it's easier for us and we can, you know, there, are, like you said before, boundaries. Sometimes there are really easy boundaries that, that are in place, like, you know, okay, time commitments. And, you know, it's like you you, you want, want somebody to do something and you're you're unable to and, and you're kind of like, you know, relieved because it's like, oh, no, I got something else going on that, <laughs> that night. So yeah. I don't have to, or I don't Did have you the ever, money. Have you
1: ever had that where like, and we talk, we just talked about this, I don't know what podcast, but I was talking about how frustrating it is that we feel like we have to like have to give explain name. to yeah. people why we say no. But is it so sad that like when somebody asks you to do something that you don't want to do and you like look at your calendar and you like have something really, really important yeah. and it, that you can't give up and like you have a, like a solid good excuse <laughs> and you're is... like you go back to me, like, Oh, I'm sorry, I can't. Yeah. My my kid's having surgery this day. <laughs> You're Real like, talk it yeah. is
0: uh it is kind of amazing when that happens I mean it's just <laughs> I haven't yeah, I might as well go ahead and, and say it. I haven't told Tara about this. I'll try to tell her before she hears it right now. Um, but it's like we have a uh, we have you, a, have you have until Tuesday. We have a church meeting uh, uh, Tuesday night, oh, yeah, and yeah. Um, and that means I'm not going to be able to take Jeff to Boy Scouts. <laughs> so you know, it's like stuff like that. It's like ah, sorry, man. Got got this important thing we got to do. So. <laughs> like you know i would but you know i just i just can't yeah no 100 percent. there are those types of things where like we have these things they're in we can protect ourselves but but kind of i think what you're you know some of what your question is getting at is like what is it you know how do you kind of like find the the fortitude and and make the choice to not not even just that it's like how do you know when it's time to say yeah no versus yes and i think It's not easy. It's definitely a time consuming process. But I think you just have to be really honest with yourself. Right. You know, first things first, got to identify this stinks and I am not having a good time. (laughs) And this is not worth my mental health or my exhaustion, my bitterness, you know, just for the sake of doing a nice thing for someone else.
1: What you said is beautiful, because I think if you can say no at the right times, there's so much crap you can avoid, because if you keep saying yes. And you get to a point where you are burnt out, then your no turns into a heck no.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying. It turns into a uh, something that can be driven by Boy, bitterness and frustration
0: that's a really good point too because i think what happens you know we see this all the time in you know like um church ministry or something like that people that maybe should have said hey i need to take a little break from this but felt like they couldn't yeah push on get totally burnt out, and then yep. they never want to do it ever again i mean whereas if they just said okay instead of doing this every week if i could do this maybe just like once a month or something you know, like that
1: it's, it's almost like god said that the whole church is supposed to be the body, and that if we all do a little bit, then none of us has to do everything. Whoa!
0: <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, it's, it's like, you, uh, it was like there was, th- that was like a
1: pastor trigger. That was like a passive aggressive. See, we're we're living this out today on I mean, this it,
0: podcast. It's interesting, right? It's like my my flippant response was gonna be. I feel like. I feel like that God's got some good ideas. <laughs> it's like maybe yeah, <laughs> maybe we got a couple of things we should listen to. Yeah, from, maybe if, uh, maybe if we
1: applied what he said, the we'd... old
0: God there. Um, no, I, uh, seriously though, just a little bit more. I I hadn't thought about it in those terms, but you're right. You know, sometimes what we're doing is protecting ourselves, but not just for the sake of ourselves, but just so mm-hmm. that we can maybe do the things that we do honestly want to do that we do want to help out with in uh, a better way
1: and that's a perfect example what you just said because if you take the break then you're not done forever yeah but if you push through and you get to a place where you are done forever then like yeah we'll give a really
0: a really good example i think um that's that's you know hyper specific to the church but it's like children's ministry right oh yeah you know, like serving in the children's ministry is intensely rewarding and satisfying and and you know a joyous experience and then you you know at a certain point you sometimes need a little bit of a break but i mean i i know i've i've talked with people and and i'm sure you have too i know you have where you just you you go up to someone ask if they'd be willing to do it, and they're like no nope, i put in my time doing that and they're talking about doing it you know decades ago yeah <laughs> and they're just kind of like never again because you know they just got they felt like they got chewed up and spit out yeah which is sad it's very sad and and of course we all especially those of us that are kind of a little bit more in that that zone of being like you know people pleasers having trouble saying no i guess we're all at risk of like you know of, of those situations where you know it can just be as simple as like you know feeling like someone is taking extra advantage of you. Um, I was trying to think. There was a period of time where a lot of my friends were moving and so it felt like I was helping people move all the time. And that yeah. was a, that was a really draining experience for me. Um but, yeah. but I don't think I ever got like super burnt out by that. There there are other things though that it's you just kind of emotionally you find yourself <laughs> you know, having you, the people please too.
1: You made me think about this, but I, I think who who it is makes a big difference too. And I think some people are harder to stand up against than others. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of have this running joke that, I mean, it really is just a joke when my phone rings and it's one of these three people. Uh, although I don't have one of those in my life anymore, uh, cause I guess God is technically my boss and he doesn't, he doesn't call my cell phone. Um, he just sends me text messages it's, in his word. Yeah, Ooh. Um, yeah.
0: So, <laughs> See, I was working with some sort of joke about Gmail, but uh, it wasn't was it wasn't quite <laughs> coming together. So you, you you found the good one. That's that good. Is, that is funny.
1: No, my my joke is is that you always pick up the phone if it's your your spouse, your your mom, or your boss. Or your boss, yeah. Um, and I think that there was times where I struggled with that because my my. Boss would ask me to do unrealistic things sometimes, but it's like nah man i I want him to to know that I'm willing and able to to put into work and to do what I gotta do to mm-hmm. you know be a part of this team and do that, and I'm thankful that I've never i guess not ever, but the last ten years of my life, I've not had a boss that took advantage of that. And I think that sometimes we do have those people in our lives that have that position of authority over us and they take advantage of that because they know. And and I think that as a pastor, I have to be really careful because people are, are definitely find it harder to say no to me than, than some other people. Uh, And then there's people that, have no problem saying <laughs> no, no to me
0: <laughs> they have a very healthy uh no maybe not I mean, there there is obviously a flip side of just never saying no to those are yeah. those are uncooperative people <laughs> um no you you mentioned something though that I, I love and and absolutely is worth talking about too because if you find that you're in a relationship with someone and you just feel like you're constantly having to say yes or else there's going to be all this baggage or this emotional Tension. manipulation that, yeah. that kind of comes from that it is also kind of a temperature test of sorts right like what is my relationship with this person like and is it really a truly healthy one yeah i mean i think you know uh, we, we've talked about this a little bit i mean like you and i are in a in a space where it's like we feel i think we feel pretty comfortable you know just just speaking freely when we're when we're kind of going through something or when we have to say stuff and and you know, feel feel confident that it's not gonna, you know, yeah that that, that we hear each other in what we're trying to say, even if we can't articulate it the right way. And I, I just think that's so important, you know, when well, you're thinking some, about that.
1: And this is not necessarily related, but dude, sometimes you're thinking what you're thinking and like even if you don't necessarily believe it with all your heart, sometimes you just have to get it out. Yeah. And so sometimes it's it's not necessarily just that like, I'm. I I think it's nice having somebody where it's like I know that no matter what I say, they're not gonna they're not gonna take my word as truth. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna hear me. They're gonna understand that I'm venting. They're gonna understand that I don't necessarily feel that way um, all the time. Yeah, that yeah. this is just a you know a moment where I can just be brutally honest about how I feel and I can't control my feelings.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I could, I. I would live a very different life. <laughs> some things would, some things would be better, but maybe some other things would be worse too. Yeah. You know, you know, we are who we are. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, kind of another tangential thing to it is that you know there are certain relationships that you have with people, and I think you know there, we can sometimes fall into the trap where it's like, oh, uh, I am somebody is is telling me things and they're expecting me to do something about it too, you know? So the people pleasing is like, Oh, I have to solve this or I need to do something that I'm not comfortable in doing. And I think sometimes there's a certain level of freedom that kind of comes from, you know, being in a relationship with someone where it's just like, Hey, I'll just, I'll just listen, you know? And, and, Tara and I do that for each other a lot better than we used to. Where it felt like, you know, whenever we were in a, whenever one was feeling really bad, the other one was like, "Oh, well, okay, fix it mode." And and now we're just kind of like, we're a lot more comfortable and just like, um, you say this sometimes, uh, embracing the suck. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, it's just like, eh, this sucks. I'm sorry that this is happening to you, and you know, like a vacuum. Yeah. It
1: sucks. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry.
1: <laughs> i i kind of want to go back and answer my own question from a while ago yeah please um because i wrote it down so i might as well say it but uh i there's kind of two things that really stand out to me that i have to be really careful with and is and to me it is i never want to compromise my morals or my health yeah okay sure and those are kind of the two big things if if I'm getting to a point where somebody's asking me to do something or be a part of something where it goes against what I believe morally. Um, and hopefully, I mean, for me personally, that I always hoping that that's inspired by the Word of God. Sure, it's uh, infused um, with your
0: faith. Yeah, you're, you're...
1: but then at the same time, thinking about my own health, and because if if those two things are protected, I think our heart is protected. But I think when those two things are attacked, it's it's what causes a lot to, to get in.
0: Would you say, let me ask a little bit of a follow-up question to that. Would you say, in particular, the one about your health has been something that you've become a little bit more attuned to or sensitive to over the last couple of years?
1: Uh, Yeah, only because I've had to.
0: Yeah, right. I
1: mean, when, you're, when your health changes, mm-hmm. you there are just things that... I mean it we we goes back to what you said in the beginning there is it's not good or bad, and so it would be simple minded to look at this and say, well everything every 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 everything that I'm asked to do that I'm tasked with weighing the difference between whether it's what I should do and that that task is solely contingent or contingent on whether or not something is good or bad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well You know, and and I grew up in a in a culture, a work culture in the last five years before I moved here that was like, well, it's okay to sacrifice the good for the great Hmm. and to be, you know, thoughtful about what things matter most. And I think that that's my struggles with my health have pushed me into a place, one, I think where it's helped me feel okay to say no, because I understand I, I just literally can't do yeah. some things. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um So it's been helpful a little bit in, in, in that way, a, a blessing of sorts. Uh But at the same time, you know, yeah, you, you have to be careful because if you push yourself too hard in the things that are good, then you miss the things that are great.
0: I think, you know, that example is really compelling to me because I think so much of us uh kind of ignore some of, especially when it's kind of less, obvious physically right when it's emotional or mental um stress or something like that but to be really cognizant of the fact that you know these are really bad effects on us if we if we you know kind of uh let them let them come to pass you know if we become people pleasers it'll just kind of yeah it'll just really mess with our minds it'll ruin our our spirits and our our days and our and some I, i this is not like a really uh, helpful answer or or thought necessarily, but it's just like, you know, sometimes what we have to do to kind of fine tune or develop our filter is just kind of think about like, okay, when I have said yes to this, even though it's pushed me past that point, what was the outcome? You know, I was, I was miserable. I was kind of grouchy. I was not uh, really fun to be around. Why would, why would I want that for myself? And why would anybody else want that? You know, you have to kind of use that as your guide to, you know, sometimes when you do this, you kind of have to, this sounds bad, but I don't really mean it bad. You kind of have to self-justify it to yourself first before you can kind of say to the person no I can't do that um but I guess what I'm saying is like you know acknowledge acknowledge that for yourself and and recognize that it probably is healthier for you in the long run to say no to those do you feel
1: like maybe not self-justify but maybe that seems bad but really what you're trying to say is that it's okay for me to process whether or not this is right for me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because to me that's that's the thing as much as it's it shouldn't necess- i mean i guess the su- the self justification leans into the people pleasing idea where it's like okay i have to make sure that i am justified before i say no rather than you know it doesn't matter if i'm justified mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. this is this the right or wrong thing to do or say or you know that that's that's yeah. what matters yeah. it's, and and it's okay you know i my former boss gave me a, a phrase that that really releases you from a lot and when people ask you questions, just say, Let me press let me process that. Yeah. Yeah. Like please give me give me time to think about it. And if you can't give me time to think about it, then the answer is no.
0: I think that's a really important point, right? You know, you rather than be somebody that always says yes right away, you know, if you find that you are a people pleaser, just how important it is to say, I need to think about that or yeah. or if you need to, you know, say, I need to talk to so and so about that first. I need well, to talk to my wife about that first. And and
1: I and I love I love the idea of of being able to say I need time to process this and if you don't have time for me to do that then the answer is no. Yeah. Yeah. And right. that there there's no need for self-justification. Right. Right. If you're not going to give me time to process it then I sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Too bad.
0: <laughs> I think that's that's huge too because then that really speaks to what um you know, what the what the person that's requesting it is, is getting at. If they if they don't have the flexibility for that, then it's like that's probably not a good situation to be involved in.
1: Well, I have to say that what I'm trying to think of a way to say this where it's not gonna sound bad. But every time we get down and to, to do this and record a podcast, we never know. Sometimes it's not even, de- it doesn't even depend on the conversation. Sometimes it's about moods and, and what else is going on in our lives. We never really know what we're going to get into. Yeah. Right. Um, but I I hope, I guess, the people listening at home, in the car, or wherever they are, um, found this as helpful as I did because I, it was just really fun to process and think through a, a, a lot of the different aspects of how complex this is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And it, and honestly, as we were talking about some of those things, I was like, "What what are my people pleasing tendencies?" And I yep. I think that's probably an important thing for everybody to process through for themselves as well.
1: Yeah, I I just think that I always enjoy our conversations. Thanks, and I just, man. I, I do too. I just didn't want to say that they're not always fruitful, because uh, I I think starting the conversation, but sometimes some are more impactful than others. Yeah. It's yeah. Just life. So. We ready to tackle something else i'm I'm
0: ready or not I'm ready ready or
1: not I'm ready. well, we're gonna transition into matters of faith. Why? Because faith matters. Let's go. <laughs> we need a theme song for that da, 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 da. It's time for matters of faith
0: <sighs> y'all ready for this. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the slam.
1: <laughs> well, this is what we're getting into today. Uh, this is kind of a complex question. Hopefully, you hopefully will understand it. Hopefully, uh, you'll understand what what I'm trying to say here. The question is: if if God if we allow the idea of God to become a fact in mm-hmm. our life. Do we stop believing in him? And so what, basically what I'm trying to say is that nobody on planet earth can prove without a shadow of a doubt. Right. If God exists or doesn't exist, that's why faith exists. Uh, So when we get into this, uh, I, I think what I'm trying to say is if we just accept, okay, God is real. Boom. And, We make that more of a fact. Does it diminish our faith? uh, In that, really, the doubt kind of gives us room for faith.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So the bigger the doubt, technically, the more drastic the faith can be. And I think that's why in difficult seasons, faith is God says your faith is tested, where our, our faith grows because it's deeper in those moments because you have no reason to believe Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. of everything that's going on. And so I I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that there is a, a, a mystery um, that is faith. And that mystery kind of um, implores us to seek God. And if we don't treat it like a mystery, do does our seeking wane?
0: Yeah, it's a really good question because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was even just last week, um, and I think I've mentioned this a couple of times, you know, there's this kind of tendency to want to think about our faith and justify it the same way that we do think about anything else that we're trying to prove, you know, in terms of things like evidence, data, research, or facts, right? And I think I made the mention last week or, or sometime that it was kind of like, you know, we we want to think about God in those terms because we're kind of used to that, um, but it's just not possible. And, and I think what I hear you asking as much as anything else is like, you know, is that a bad thing, right? Yeah. You know, because there's a tendency to think like, oh, it'd be so great if we just knew, you know, factually speaking this. But is that always the case? And I contend, I, I think where you're going with this is exactly right, because there is so much to be gained from, you know, kind of stepping out of something that is known and into something that is faith-based, you know, that is unknown yeah. uh, for, for a lot of different reasons. But one of them just being that, you know, it's a it's a true choice, you know, like when God gives us the choice to follow him or not, you know, I think that changes pretty significantly if it becomes less of a choice of faith and more of a, uh, of a, of a, a fact-based yeah. thing. Facts are something that are, you know, sometimes, and, and this is something I kind of want to poke at in just a second, but facts are usually, you know, unalienable, right? Unchangeable, un, you know, they're not subject to, to, to different opinions or anything like that. And that's, that's good in some situations, but when you're talking about something as important as like this this relationship that God offers and, and this belief system, what would be lost, I guess, by just having that be fact based? I think I think quite a bit. I'm one of those people that
1: has to see and appreciate something in order to take time to dwell on it for example like a lot of people will read a book and they'll get excited about a movie that's coming out based on it or a tv series based on it Mm -hmm. and because they've read the context they'll want to go watch it i i'm a hundred percent the opposite Mm. i will watch a movie and if I really enjoy it and really enjoy the world that's created, it encourages me to read the book. Like gotcha. Ender's Game yeah. uh, is one of those examples. Uh, Ready Player One, yeah. one of those examples yeah. where I watched the movie and was like, wow, I, I want more. And that's the mystery to me that I talk about. And I wonder that if if you know everything about something, it's not as interesting to you. And so, if we ever put ourselves in a place as Christians to say, "Oh, I know, I know everything there is to know about God," and I know that we don't necessarily say that or think that, but sometimes we get to places in our faith where we're like, "I, I, I guess we we become um, complacent because we're happy mm-hmm. or we're okay with the level of knowledge that we have." Yeah. And if you ever get to that point where you're just like satisfied with what you know. You you can't grow deeper. It, it made me think. There's a there was a guy in my uh, one of my classes uh, in college that was like in the 70s, and I just asked him. I said, like, dude, what are you doing here? Uh-huh. You're 70 years old. What are you in college for? Yeah. And he just said, when you cease to learn, you cease to live. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if he was quoting. <laughs> sounds like it man somebody what an awesome i know quote somebody famous or if that was uh, an original i don't know but i've i've never forgot that yeah yeah, yeah and I and I think that that's that's kind of what I'm hinting at is i I never want to be satisfied with my knowledge and understanding of faith and God because then I lose that almost that giddy like sense of, like, I, I need to know
0: more. I think that's right. And, and, and I was kind of fumbling at getting it uh, a couple of minutes ago when I was speaking, but I think there's just something about, like, you really lose a lot of the grandeur of God if it's, like, something that is, you know, completely contained into something that is more concrete or factual. And I know there are some people that might think along the lines of, like, yeah, but it would just be so nice to know or something like that. But I think that's kind of... I think that kind of ignores a lot of what we see throughout human history as well yeah. about yeah. how people are really quick to take something that is, you know, whatever you want to call it, factual, and then just twist it or misuse it or something like that. And 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 it becomes really, really, really contentious in a way that people would say like, oh, man uh, – Uh, like like just for example like let's talk about stuff out of the the constitution or something like that and how many things are like written down in a certain way and yet we're having so many debates about like well what did they mean by that and it's like humans have an amazing capacity to you know read into things or misunderstand things and then it doesn't actually solve any problems to have something you know in in kind of like factual basis, right? There's doubting and all of this kind of stuff that goes along with it as well. You know, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. We don't need to get into all of the different examples, but it's just like different things that you would say, like, oh, it would fix so many things. I don't think so. I really yeah. don't think so.
1: It's it's interesting you say that what you made me think of is Jesus feeding the five thousand because here you have five thousand men. So
0: way more than that. Yeah. yeah. So the number yeah. of
1: women and children were there, we have no idea. So I mean, it could it could have easily been fifteen thousand yeah, or more. Absolutely. So here we have all these people there, and God, Jesus feeds them from five loaves and two fish, or five fish and two loaves, or three loaves. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember whatever the yeah whatever whatever the <laughs> the amount. I it's just not know very much. Yeah, it's not a lot of bread and fish. That's all I remember. And uh, they all see it happen. They all experience ha- it happen. Yeah. And I think that our inclination is to think that if we were there and if we saw and we experienced and smelt and touched and, you know, what whatever it is you needed to, to make that factual in your life, that you'd be good. hmm mm-hmm. And yet we see here, not long after he feeds the 5,000, so many of them walk away.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They saw it. They experienced. They touched it. But that experience, what happened, that it faded away. Yeah. And so unless unless we're asking for God to literally stay in our presence, then you know we're at risk of that fading. You know. So uh, to you, me, it's uh, you can't just cling to this. I'm only going to believe when I see God work. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that makes your faith so shallow.
0: To put it in a slightly different way, you preached on this last year, right? This this kind of mixture that we have to have between... Um logic and emotion, right? Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes people think one is more important than the other. A lot of people think logic is more important. But the mixture of the two is what really creates something, I think, that, that is sustainable. This is true for arguments as well, right? To bring it back to something we talked about with Martin Luther King, right? He uses these really factually-based arguments and these emotionally-based arguments, and it's something that is just much more compelling. I yeah. think that's true, too. If you try and take an experience with God and put it into something that is, you know, Based or logical, purely logical. What is it then? It becomes a text almost, you know, a pure text without any sort of emotional resonance that persists. And the word of drives us through. The word of God is supposed to be living and active. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Can anything, if it's a fact, can it be alive? I don't know right because yeah. you know you think about things they're settled when they're facts right yeah. you know they're they're done essentially it's an observation of something that's happened it's uh it's history it's you know it's whatever and it's, the,
1: the great thing to think about in all this too is how Jesus responds to or or not I mean I know it's the same person but God responds to Moses uh-huh, and uh-huh. it's like I, I am I am that yeah. I am yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I was I am I always will be like mm-hmm. I I
0: you know. Yeah, yep. I yep. am. I love that so much. Uh, that that response to Moses is incredible. Oh. Moses is like, "Who who am I gonna say that sent me?" And, he, and God's like, "I don't really operate that way." Yeah, <laughs> like I'm kind of, <laughs> kind of above you know names the way that you think about them. Yeah, um, it was yeah. pretty pretty baller move from uh, <laughs> from God there uh, in my yeah. opinion. All righty, man. You got
1: anything else on your heart you want to say to the peeps at home?
0: No, thank you for listening. Thank you, yeah. Um, always, guys. It's yeah. a it's a real pleasure. Uh, like you said earlier, it's a, it's just fun to talk. Yeah. And hope that other people are not enjoying it.
1: Whether it's Tuesday or whether it's you know maybe somebody is going to be listening to this in twenty twenty seven. Wow.
0: You never They're going to be like, why is the address prof disaster twenty twenty three? That doesn't make any sense. Because
1: it's the day we started. <laughs> the day, the the year. It's the year we started. The so, year we were established. Yeah. Well, folks, that's why we are professional disasters. (laughs) Thank you so much. We love you. Have a great week, everybody. Peace.